0: Hi, I'm Ali, Salon Director at the Head Garden Hair Salon in Inverness and I'm delighted to be sponsoring this brilliant new podcast called Lump. It's honest, raw, challenging, funny and very, very sweary. But let's face it, cancer is a bit bloody sweary. One last thing, make sure you rate, like and share Lump wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a million and over to Penny. Jugs So I've been putting two and two together and getting one. I like to work things out. I'm a working things out kind of girl. And I've been figuring that if they found more than one site of invasive lobular carcinoma in my left breast, that means, pretty much, my left breast is fucked. So we cut to the chase, and before the results of the second set of biopsies are even inked and dried, we start asking, what next? My consultant surgeon stares at my bruised and battered breast and frowns. I could do a breast reduction, if you want to try and conserve some of the left breast, he says, But it would be distorted, the nipple would be displaced, and they're not that big. I suppress a giggle and hear David, who's sitting the other side of the privacy curtain, do the same. Our childish humour at my apparently less-than-big boobies is undiminished by the gravity of the situation. I don't want to save this breast. I don't care about it anymore. I want it and the cargo it smuggles off and out of my body before it can do any more damage, assuming it hasn't done more already. I look at David for confirmation. In my mind, anything other than mastectomy seems daft. The surgeon runs through the options regarding reconstructive surgery, but his words blur and I forget them before I've heard them. I do this a lot at the moment, I find. Forget before I've even tried to remember. You don't have to decide right now, he says. We'll meet again when we have the results of the biopsies and decide then. But I want definites and plans and something with shape and edges to focus on. When can you do it, we ask? How soon? So although we don't have a definite plan and date, I leave a sketch of a time frame tucked into the strap of my imaginary bra. I figure me and Left Boob have about three weeks left together, give or take. We go for lunch, left boob, David and me. We're going for a lot of lunches at the moment, spending a small fortune on them, and I fleetingly wonder whether I should be trying to conserve every penny for a time when and if I can't work at all if this all goes wrong, as if any of this was going right. But I've been banned from thinking such dark thoughts, so we sit at one of our favourite cafes and mull over the mastectomy along with the sourdough toasties, soup of the day. I'm astonished at our ability to pause, absorb, adjust, surge forward. Pause, absorb, adjust, surge forward. In the space of just over two weeks, we've gone from pausing to absorb the fact of cancer and the car crash that imposed on our lives, to calmly discussing removing my left breast, then reforming it with back fat and muscle. We've gone from planning our training for the epic Majorca 312 cycle to cancelling it in favour of the much more realistic 65 mile tap Loch Ness. And now here I am cancelling that and adjusting to the image of myself sliced and stitched, lying around for weeks on end while I heal. But we do this. Without drama, without tears, we pause, absorb, adjust, surge forward. I pause to consider how I feel about having my left breast removed. In my surgeon's office, we joked that I never liked the left one much anyway. But if I'm honest, that's kind of the truth. If you'd said to me three weeks ago which part of your body would you give up, I'd have quite happily and quickly handed over my breasts. They've never been something I've found terribly useful or interesting. They're not very sensitive or sensual, so I've never seen the point of them in a sexual context. They weren't particularly good at breastfeeding B and kept getting mastitis, which was excruciating. Mainly, I use them as a gauge of whether I've put on too much weight. And when I have, they're too full and too prominent. They've gone up and down a lot over the years. In my mid-twenties, I was overweight and horrified to discover my nickname at the local rugby club was jugs. A couple of years ago, I had a 3D printed model of myself made during the course of making a programme about selfies. Check out those puppies! My friend Ali had laughed when she'd saw Mini-Me. I did check them out, and I was mortified. At the moment, they're not jugs, or puppies, but slightly deflated balloons. They are the boobs of a nearly 50-year-old, and my surgeon is right. They're not big anymore. I'm done with them. I'm sure some women feel they're tied up in identity and femininity and confidence. Not me. My boobs do not define me. Hi, this is John from The Head Gardener. If you're enjoying Lump Podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and share it with everyone you know, because let's face it, cancer affects everyone around us in one way or another. We hope you enjoy listening to Lump as much as we all do. So next time you're in the salon, tell us how much you're loving Lump Podcast and we'll give you a free gift. Coming up in the next episode. We flick through anonymous photos of women with latissimus dorsi reconstructions, looking for breasts that compare in size and shape to my own. This is surreal. Three and a half weeks ago, this was not part of my landscape. Lump is written and presented by Penny Stewart and produced by Adventurous Audio.